if you find yourself resisting change, I'm going to invite you to not blame yourself. As you listen to this episode, you will discover the neuropsychology behind change and also three ways to overcome it. So whatever you do, give this your entire attention and take notes and watch how the resistance to change just dissolves. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, where you can create the life you desire by tapping into your inner wisdom. I'm your host, Padma Ali. I'm widely known in the field of psychology as helping create long-lasting transformation. And now I'm here to help you create the life you desire using a combination of neuropsychology and ancient healing practices. This podcast is for the lost overachiever who wants more, but without the hustle. I'm here to guide you through a process of self-discovery to be the creator of your destiny. You can have that fulfilling career, that relationship, the abundance that you so desire, all by taking aligned actions, simply by tapping into the power of the brain, your inner wisdom, and ancient practices. I will help you realize that your vibrant life can be created by inner wisdom, self-discovery, and stillness, and not by hustle. So tune in, folks. I am delighted that you're here. Welcome to Create Your Vibrant Life podcast, episode number 24. Have you found change to be hard? See, for most of you, it will probably go like this. You want to do something, say you want to lose weight, you want to work out, you want to change a negative belief or change an emotion like saying, okay, I'm never going to get angry again, or not never, I'm not going to get angry again like this, or hard things like, I'm definitely leaving this marriage because it's not working for me. See, you might commit to it, you might keep doing it, and then after a few days, you might start saying things like, hey, I worked out every single day. Now I can eat that one piece of chocolate. Or you might give in to anger again and say, hey, you know what? I didn't get angry for the last eight days and it's okay. I just got, I just lost my temper because someone cut me on the road or something like that. Or for bigger things like leaving a marriage, you might say, oh, yeah, I'm going to work on my exit plan in a few months. And this doesn't feel like the right time. It's summertime. It's fall time. It's holiday season. And in the meantime, you continue to be upset with your spouse and continue to be miserable. And then what might happen is that you get really upset with yourself saying, I did not stick to my commitments. I didn't work out, I didn't do those things, and I didn't commit to my health, I didn't commit to my to not getting upset anymore, and then you might conclude that change is hard. Isn't it? Isn't, isn't that your conclusion at this point? So here's my invitation to you. Don't be hard on yourself if you find change hard. It's not you. You will discover how your brain is hardwired to resist change. See, your deeply held beliefs are causing you to create your reality. And you might have not realized that until now. 
And also, energetic imprints keep you imprisoned unconsciously. And as you continue listening to this episode, you will finally discover how to work with these conscious and unconscious resistance to change. So are you ready? So here's, again, another invitation for you. As you listen, start to notice where in your life you're having a hard time with change. Take notes as this is going to be vital to help you shift. So, are you ready? (laughs) I'm going to ask you a question first. Do you brush your teeth every day? (laughs) I know it might sound irrelevant, but trust me, stay with me. You probably replied yes. Now, do you drive a car or ride a bicycle? You probably answered yes to one of those or both of those. Now, do you even think about how you're going to do any of these things? If I am correct, your answer is probably no, right? You just do it. You don't think about it. You just do it. And that, my friend, is the power of habit. This is the first reason why change is hard. Habit. Even my three-year-old, even my three-year-old asks for her teeth to be brushed in case I've forgotten, which has happened many times. Sorry to admit that. Yes, I've forgotten to brush her teeth. And she asks me for it because it's become a habit. Have you fully realized how we as humans are just a creature of habits? Consciously, unconsciously, we keep doing the same things we are programmed to do day in and day out without even realizing that we're doing that. And here's the interesting part. You may or may not have realized that even your beliefs, your emotions are just habit. Pure, simple habit. Powerful, isn't it? It's how we survive. It's how we have learned to survive. It's part of our survival mechanism. Hey, by the way, if you're a regular listener, would you be kind enough to leave a review? It would really mean a lot to me. I know you find value because of over 1,600 downloads so far, so people are clearly listening. (laughs) And if you find yourself telling that, okay, I'm going to do it later, how many times have you told yourself, that you'll do this later and never do it. So please, please, if you have found value in these episodes, please pause this, write a good review and come back and listen. And I really appreciate that. It's not for me. It is more for I really don't care. <laughs> if it if it makes a difference to one person, I will still do it. It's not about that. It is for the very same reason that we look at Amazon reviews, right? And it'll help reach a lot more people. And I know you want to help people. So this is my way of inviting you to help more people. And because of law of reciprocity, please look at the show notes. I will reciprocate. If you leave me a review, I will absolutely give something back to you. All right, back to the episode. So I full disclosure, it took me a long time to understand that emotions are habit. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring it back to you, but I'm going to share an example of something that I used to do, and this will help make sense to you. I'm going to bring it back to you. So so just 
Just stay with me. By the way, if you haven't recognized, I don't edit any of these podcasts. It's just it's just how I bring things, and sometimes I stutter and stammer, and I and I and I trip over my own words. But hey, this is life. I don't have time to go and re-record and <laughs> re-edit all of these things. So here it is. So one of the things I used to do, my, you know, you've heard me talk about this before. My husband used to travel a lot before the COVID, and I have to. We have two young kids, and I would often find myself in a state of overwhelm. Now, if you're a parent, you probably are like, "Oh, that's normal." But here's the thing: it is a habit. Overwhelm is a habit. And I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But when you can grasp that emotions are habit, it will really start to shift your life. You know, underlying that emotion of overwhelm was a belief that I couldn't handle it. Now, as a grown 44-year-old woman, that doesn't make any sense, does it? Especially with all the things I've done in my life, that doesn't make any sense. And this is where the energetic imprint comes into play. The belief of I can't handle it is just a part of me coming that's rooted in the past. And when I work with my clients and even with my own self, I often refer to these parts and they're usually, they feel very young. And I'm going to explain a little bit more. It'll make more sense to you. They're often very young parts. And when I take my clients on a journey and do work with my clients, I take them on a journey where they see which part of them is stuck in the past. But here's the piece. I don't like delving too much into the past because it often just keeps you stuck. But the difference is that this is rooted in the present. The overwhelm is rooted in the present. It has roots in the past, but it's rooted in the present. And so when I go back and see, okay, what part of me has felt overwhelmed? It's often very, very young parts. And there's usually one or maybe a couple maybe maybe there's like a it's like a belief that's rooted in the past with my clients like you know when i take them on this journey i often tell them just trust that the subconscious mind will take you exactly where you need it to go what i meant by what i meant in the earlier sentence was there's usually like one or two events that might have happened in the past where these beliefs are rooted in so for me even though I had worked on this piece about being overwhelmed and all that, when my husband would travel, it would often trigger this past memory of a perceived abandonment situation when I was very, very young. Now, listen to my words very carefully. I'm using my words very deliberately. Perceived abandonment situation. The brain knows no difference between perceived and real. And this was unconsciously being triggered. And this happened when I was very, very young. And yet it was getting triggered when my husband would leave. Now, I'm not sharing the entire story with you, but here's the piece. Like the brain doesn't know the difference. He leaves. I have two kids to take care of. The belief gets triggered that I can't handle it. Results in overwhelm. Results in like getting really annoyed and frustrated with my kids who are just being kids. And I'm also using this as an example because I don't want to talk about my clients and d divulge too much information about them for confidentiality reasons. But I'm tr sharing this with you because often when we, when you see an example, it makes sense, doesn't it? 
So when I realized like, wow, this is what was getting triggered. It's a very, very young part of me, probably like three or four. And I cleared the energetic imprint and created a new habit, committed to that change. And things started to shift on the outside completely, like within, like I no longer get overwhelmed. I no longer resort to any of the old behaviors. And this, I'll share more of how those specific steps towards the end of this podcast. But for now, I want you to see how it's all intricately connected. You can see, right? And you can hear like how these dots, when you connect them, it takes you down this path. And when you start to clear those those imprints, those beliefs, change really happens in the present moment, doesn't it? For now, what I'm going to invite you to do is look at your life and look at where in your life are you having a hard time changing? How does it play out? What specifically is the belief you're holding about that event, situation, about whatever's happening? What is the emotion? What is the belief connected with that emotion? So I'm sure this is making sense. But I'm going to share something else with you that I've often heard other motivational speakers say. Like they'll say things like, if your why is strong enough, then you will be able to do anything. If you can really just tap into the real reason of why you're doing something, right? I'm talking about not, you know, obviously not in situations like, you know, taking care of kids and overwhelm. I'm thinking about your bigger cause, like a work situation or your business and something is not working. And you'll hear speakers say like, okay, just tap into your why and just let go of all the whatever whatever beliefs are there. And you know something? It doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? Because unless you really get to the bottom of why you're holding yourself back and clear those beliefs energetically and in, on, a, on a mental level, it won't work because you will go back to the old ways of being. It's brain-based. It is how your brain has operated for so long that's become a habit. And unless you really understand why do I do, what's motivating me, what is causing me to hold on to these things, you'll continue to stay stuck. You'll find yourself doing the same thing over and over again. Or even if you make changes, it won't be consistent. You know, I have a friend. She's brilliant. She's really, really good. And she's she's she has she's a businesswoman. And she has some underlying fears and so uh, about about growing her business and she wasn't very conscious of that as we were talking about it so she was like you know what i want to help my business grow i'm going to commit to going on facebook and doing a live once a week and she wasn't aware of all the fears around that so she just pushed herself and like said okay i'm going to do this and she did it consistently for 3 weeks 4 weeks by the 5th week Something had happened in her life and then she stopped and she and it took her a long time to go back into doing that. And that's because at the first sign of a disruption and if you haven't really understood the real motivation of why you've stopped doing something, why you haven't done something that you it would be helpful for you to do to grow, it's going to pull you back. It's going to make you stop. 
because she hasn't really recognized that the deep-rooted beliefs, the deep-rooted stories of why she hasn't been doing what she was doing wasn't really addressed. She was just addressing it from the outside, from the habit perspective, and didn't work. Your brain will overrule those habits. I mean, those, sorry, your brain will overrule any new behavior if it hasn't been cleared from from the inside. Now, the second reason why we resist change is, you want to take a guess? If you guessed fear, you guessed right. (laughs) It's fear of change, fear of the unknown. You know, I talked to a potential client the other day and he said, I am ready to do this work, but I want you to know that I'm scared of all the changes that will happen as a result of this work. Now, when you hear this, Are you confused? It doesn't make any sense logically, does it? Someone actively seeks me out to change something and then actively resists that change. Well, there's no need to be confused because you may already realize how complicated the brain is, right? We are fearful of the unknown. And that's why so many women, for example, continue to stay in marriages that don't work because they're so terrified of the unknown. And you may already be realizing that when the amygdala, which is the storehouse of all emotions, gets triggered, that's the reptilian brain, it will do whatever it takes to keep you there, keep you safe or what it perceives to be safe. Now, you know, on a side note, this is exactly why I'm so selective with who I work with. You know, when I'm interviewing potential clients, I'm often looking for how ready are they for change? If they keep resisting me, even in our brief introductory call, and I can tell having done this work for over 20 years, I don't think I'm the right fit to work with them. Because, you know, often the way the resistance shows up is like, I can't afford this, this is not possible, I don't have the time, or it's going to be, I can't commit to doing this, this is this is going to be too much work for me. Like it, the, the resistance shows up in all kinds of different ways and it's all stemming from fear of change, fear of the unknown. So if you're resisting change, let me ask you, what will happen if you continue holding on to that belief six months from now? If you choose not to do this work, where will you be 12 months from now? What is the price you will pay for that? You might say the same. I will say worse off. You've lost a whole year. You've lost income for the whole year, meaning what you could be making your potential income. You could, you've lost what is possible for you. And we all know, right, the, time, the years just fly by. Like it's already, what, September? Yeah, it's already September. In three months, the year will be over. Time flies. That's the only limited resource we have on this planet. You have to decide what's more important to you. Are you willing to override your brain's desire to keep you safe or tap into your highest potential and do the the things that will allow you to live the life you desire, even if it's uncomfortable. You have to decide what's best for you. 
Now, that's a great segue into how to work with change. How do you embrace change? How do you let change happen? How do you allow change to happen? So I'm going to share with you three ways. And as you listen to this, you will discover that, wow, it's so it's so simple, yet it's so powerful when you can really implement them. So the first one is, have you realized that you can cut diamond only with diamond? Right? I know it's like, again, sounds like, what am I talking about? Why am I bringing up diamond and habits and change and all that? Well, stay with me. Yes, use habits to create the change that you want. So the very same habit that is keeping you stuck, you can use another habit to override that stuckness. Let me ask you this. What do you think is the foundation of a habit? It's commitment, is it not? You know, take that overwhelm as an example, right? When I decided to commit to no more overwhelm, I'm not allowing overwhelm in my life anymore. That was a commitment I was making. And when I felt that surge come up, like when it comes up even now periodically, I just change my attention to something else. I know that the roots are gone. So whatever it is, it's just my brain saying, hey, it's habit and I don't need to give in to that. And that is the action part of you have to, for a, for a habit to become more potent, you have to make it, you have to take actions. And this is the action part of it. And the action part is vital for creating change, isn't it? And that's why use habit to, to change habit. All right. So let's move on to this, to, the second step of of change. Oh my goodness, I was like for a second, like well, I'm like, what was I talking about? <laughs> oh. All right. So the second part, second step of what will help for you to embrace change. The second step is to shift beliefs. You may have already guessed that by now. So unless you move the belief beliefs holding that particular pattern in place, you will continue to experience the same thing over and over again, will you not? So what's the belief? What's the belief that's holding this in place for you? So you remember you wrote down this this specific thing that you're struggling with in your life. So ask yourself, what is the belief that's holding this in place? Now, here's the important question. I really want you to write this down if you're not driving. What causes you to believe that belief? Is it really true, that belief? Is that really true? What's causing you to believe that? I want you to write down the answer for that because that's going to really help shift for you. Now, the third piece, the third step in helping make change more easy and manageable. This is one of my favorite steps, really. Like I, if you can start to do this, if you can start to practice this along with the other two, it will really change your life. It is asking for guidance in stillness and in meditation. 
I do this and I and I teach my clients how to do this too, the sitting into in silence and tapping into the inner guidance, inner wisdom, because that's where all the answers lie, doesn't it? You know, when you can trust your intuition, when you can trust what is happening on the inside and what steps you need to take, everything is going to start shifting because you can, that answer will help guide you to where you need to go next. You know, you may already be doing this unconsciously. How many times in your life has it has a decision not made any logical t- sense to you, but you knew you had to follow that thought or that intuition? And then it's paid off really well. That's what I'm talking about. So, and and that you've embraced change, but you've embraced change from the back door. You've let, you've allowed the information to come, and then you've taken intuitively guided action to creating the change that you so want. So, just as a recap, there's a reason why we don't change, and that's because of habit, and habit holds those old patterns in place. Everything is a habit, including emotions. And the second reason why we don't change is because of fear, fear, especially fear of the unknown and fear of change. And the three main ways to start to shift that and embrace change is to use habit to create a new habit. So creating a habit with, for example, with if, you're, if you want to create a new habit for something, using commitment as a vehicle to make that happen and creating new neural pathways in your brain. The second one is to shift beliefs. Really like, you know, start to break down those beliefs that you're holding that's keeping you stuck. And then lastly, it's tapping into your own inner wisdom or higher wisdom in order to make some big changes happen. So that's it, my friends. If you have found value in these episodes or in this episode, please feel free to leave a review. And also, I'm taking questions. If you want me to address any specific question in the podcast, or if you have any specific guests you would like me to have on, please let me know. Just email my team, support at padmaali.com and they will get the information to me and if you if you have any suggestions I'm open to it as well and most of all I am incredibly grateful that you have chosen to spend this time with me listening to this and I'm incredibly grateful for that have a wonderful day and see you next week <laughs>